Quick question for you. Is it perfectionism or is it your childhood wounds? The hurt from your mom, dad, or both can be the source of your perfectionism. You know, the thing that keeps you anxious, burnt out, and quite frankly, living in fear and disconnected from God's calling for you, your marriage, and your children. And hold my pearls. There's more than one version of perfectionism. You can find out what yours is by taking my free perfectionism prototype quiz. In this 90 second quiz, you are going to walk away with what your prototype is, how it got started and how to stop it. Not only that, you're also going to walk away with a free private podcast that nobody else has access to and give you practical tips that you can start to implement today. Now, I must warn you that you might feel slightly offended by how accurate this quiz actually is. So proceed with caution, but please do proceed. MomBelieU.com backslash quiz to see what your perfectionism prototype is today. And without further ado, I lend you back to today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Momfully You podcast. I'm your host, Chastity Holcomb, a trauma therapist, a fellow high-achieving mama, and after years of my clinical experience helping hundreds of people recover from unhealthy family cycles, I'm here to help moms transform what it means to be an emotionally healthy mom in your family. I believe the generations shift when moms heal. So on this podcast, I'm going to walk you through how to do it all while honoring God in the process. So come on in, grab a blanket, and let's lean all the way in. If you've never heard of the anxiety cycle, I'm going to break it down for you today. And I'm going to give you two very simple words that are going to help you get out of it. Okay. Touch your neighbor and say, get out of it. All right. So starting with what the anxiety cycle is in the first place. So anxiety is something that, um, I focus very heavily on in my practice, working with moms that turned into childhood trauma. As we started digging a little deeper, they felt safe enough. We'd get into that more hardy work, but anxiety is what they came to me for. So essentially this cycle that, um, I didn't create, but it is something that happens for a lot of people. What we see is there's this feeling of anxiousness, feeling of anxiety, something happens, Um, or something is about to happen, or we feel like something is about to happen. And that sparks up anxiety, right? Usually what follows that is avoidance. If that's going to be scary for me, if that's going to make me uh, react in a way that feels out of control, I'm not going to do it, right? So avoidance. And then once avoidance happens, there's a little bit of relief, Like, yay, we did it. We didn't die. We didn't get in trouble. We didn't um, lose control. We didn't get to a place to where, um, you know, we lost. We won. We prepared well. The relief. Only for anxiety to come back again with a new outfit on. New hat, new coat, new shades. Like, I'm back. Did you miss me? And sometimes this happens several 
times throughout the day. It's not something that just happens out of the blue or um, with very specific things. I believe that anxiety transfers. A lot of my clients tell me when we reach back and we talk about, okay, tell me about some of your first experiences with anxiety, with not just the feeling, but feeling like you're caught in a cycle and you can't get out, right? Feeling like it's controlling your decisions, it's controlling your relationships. You are avoiding to the point where it's robbing you of your joy. Tell me about some of those earlier times. A lot of them, it starts in childhood, right? It starts with trauma and childhood wounds. Um, And then it transfers from that to some ambitious goal or some time in college or trying to get a specific role or stay in a specific role where the environment is very, very unhealthy. And then once those things are squared away, then you get married, you have kids, the kids, ah, yeah, becoming a mom, it just transfers to that. I believe anxiety transfers until it's uprooted, right? A lot of folks will come to me and they'll say, I just want to be a calm parent. I want to be a calm mom. I want to be the mom that doesn't get all anxious and wired up about the smallest of things. I just want to be a calm mom. The opposite of anxious is not being calm. The opposite of anxious is being safe, right? Maybe you want to not be angry. You don't want to be rushed right? You don't want to feel this sense of rushness. I have to, you know, there's all the things you have. It's like you're, you're on fast forward all the time, not being agitated at every little thing that's happening around you. The kid is whining and you're like, oh, shut up, right? That, that line of agitation, your husband says something to you and you're rolling your eyes and you're giving him the side eye and you're saying little snarky things all the time. I have to admit that when I hear things like I want to be calm, it sounds more like a glorified way of describing suppression. And let me explain, because I know it was hot. I know it was hot. Stay with me. okay? the journey to feeling more balanced in your life, more present in your life, more like yourself, less anxious, less agitated, less chaotic is not escaping a human emotion. It's not like, you know, I I want to be on this completely opposite end to where I have control over my emotions and they don't have control over me. Well, I get the sentiment, right? I get this viewpoint of like, you feel like your emotions are in the driver's seat. But when you view your emotions as something to be controlled versus something to be managed, they're always seen in a negative way. And so that's why we want to avoid them, which makes us even more anxious, right? So it's not about escaping these emotions. It's learning how to cope with them well enough so that they don't disrupt who you want to be, how you want to show up, right? Emotions come and they flow and they come and they flow back and they come and they go flow back. What happens with anxiety is it just stays. It lingers. Again, she, she want to move in. <laughs> but learning how to cope with those emotions, learning how to cope with anxiety, learn how to get out of that cycle quicker so that it doesn't disrupt who you want to be is the goal. Okay. 
calm, being calm is a product of safety. We've talked about emotional safety, um, experiencing your emotions, identifying them without judgment, without criticism, without the feeling that you're doing something wrong, that you're bad or weak for having feelings, but meeting them right where they are with no judgment attached, right? So when you feel safe to recognize the anger, the anxiety that you feel, that they are actually sending you messages about um, what's happening around you versus what's happening in you, that it's not about you being a bad mom, right? When you have that safety of that, then you'll feel calm. Ah, anger, a long lost friend. What are the emotions had, did you have to fight through to get to me? What signs were you trying to send me before I, I had an explosion? Okay, sadness, I see you. There's not a whole lot in my life that I necessarily think I should be sad about. So I understand why you're here. Can you talk to me? Like, what's up? Oh, the sadness is attached to a disappointment from a project that I had. And I kind of feel like a failure. Hmm, I see you agitation. What is, what is all this about? I notice that you come up every time I see my husband or I hear the garage door open. I'm just like, what are you trying to say to me? Oh, I kind of let something slide and I didn't actually express my emotions in that moment. So that's actually resentment. And I need to have a conversation, an honest conversation. When you're able to do that, then you'll feel calm. Right. When you feel safe to talk about and ask for support to actually and to actually receive that support, make room to receive that support, then you'll feel calm. Calmness is without the heightened, the ins and outs of the trails that we take ourselves on. I shouldn't be feeling this way. I'm going to shame myself so I don't feel this way. And I'm just going to put an end to it. That's it. And then the feeling is still there. She just is bigger and bigger and bigger and louder and louder and louder. And so you're not calm. You're just avoiding. You're just avoiding. So say it with me, okay? I want to feel safe, not just calm. One more time. You did great. I want to feel safe, not just calm. So here are the two words that I believe are going to be profound in helping you get out of the anxiety cycle. You ready? When you feel anxious, when you feel that uh, tingliness in your spirit, <laughs> you feel it in your body, your thoughts are telling you, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, I'm anxious. I want you to say out loud, I'm scared. Now, this seems very simple, right? But this is what happens when you say I'm scared. You know, like, in football, I believe, they have a flag on the play, right? That's football. <laughs> when there is a flag on the play, the referee puts the flag down and the game stops, right? All of the attention that was once on the players and the ball comes to this flag. And then a verdict is made, right? Is the accusation that the, the referee is making, is it true? Was this a true flag or was it false? Do we just keep playing and there's no deductions or whatever fouls, whatever happens in that thing? Sometimes they'll stop and collect evidence. So they'll rewind footage. They'll, you know, zoom in and look at some things to make sure that it is indeed true or false. Um, by you making the bold statement, calling the flag on the 
downplay by saying, I'm scared. This is what you're doing. You're saying, hold on. Let me call it for what it is. I'm scared. I'm scared about something that's about to happen or I think is about to happen. I'm scared that there's something going to happen to the kids if I send them off to daycare. I'm scared that there's something going to happen, you know, if I don't put turn this project in on time. I'm scared that there's something bad that's going to happen if I don't blah, 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 blah. I'm scared. And then fill in the rest of that. Calling it what it is gives you the opportunity to stop the cycle. Pause. You call attention to what the actual fear is because that's what anxiety is. It's a fear of an actual threat or a perceived threat. We need anxiety in real threats. If a bear is coming your way, you want to run. You want to run. You need that anxiety for the adrenaline that it produces. But if you're not actually in a, a threat, and here's where trauma interferes with our ability to um, assess what true anxiety is and when true anxiety is needed, right? Because as a child and you're in an environment that makes you second guess your emotions or your feelings or you've been in a position of being abandoned or rejected by one or both parents, you're very anxious about what could happen. When you go home, you don't know what mood they're going to be in. When you go home and they tell you they're going to come visit, you don't know if that's going to happen or not. When you are, you know, thinking about something bad that happened, you made a mistake at home or at school and you have to share the information, there's going to be hell to pay sometimes. There's going to be a consequence, a negative consequence, a pressure that's put on you to fix it and not make another mistake. Anxiety. So you're carrying that, that transfer of anxiety, the messages that are attached to that into the now. But when you say, I'm scared, could be, I'm scared I'm going to get in trouble. I'm scared I'm going to disappoint. I'm scared that I'm going to be responsible for every negative thing that's attached to this. I'm scared. Call it for what it is. Flag on the play. Everything stops. All attention on whatever it is that you're afraid of. Make the verdict. Is it true that this negative thing that I think is going to happen is actually going to happen? Is it true? Or is it just my anxiety in overdrive and I need to put it back in place? Is there a potential harm that might come? Okay, if that is true, then what kind of things are, am I going to put in place? What kind of coping mechanism am I going to put in place so that the anxiety from that doesn't overcome me, but I feel well prepared to manage it, to get through it, to work with it, right? Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is one of the most Googled scriptures in the Bible. You may know that scripture, right? So Philippians 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. It follows up to say, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Peace. Peace. But you know that what it says in verse six about in everything, bring it to prayer, bring it to supplication. Speak it is essentially what it's saying. Whatever it is that you're worried about that's on your mind, say it. Call it for what it is. 
and then attach gratitude or thanksgiving to it so that it can usher in that peace. It's that reminder that God is with you and you won't be able to understand why you feel at peace anymore. But calling it for what it is is step one. Yeah. So pray about your worries. Pray about your anxiety. Work through this. I'm scared. Fill in the blank. And I hope this goes without saying, but just as a reminder, God cares about your worries and your anxiety. And if he can take care of the ravens in the sky, surely he can take care of you. Surely he can hear you. Yeah. God can help you believe that you're greater than your anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So anxiety is something that is tough to manage because there's so many opportunities for it. And you feel like you've gotten leeway in one area and then it transfers to something else. Um, I don't believe that you'll always be stuck in an anxiety cycle. I do believe you'll be able to recognize it quicker. You'll be able to stop it quicker. You'll be able to manage with it quicker. And that will make the world of a difference. You might have a skewed view on anxiety and what actually should be seen as a threat and what shouldn't be. And that's not your fault. It's a conditioning. It's a thing that happened over and over again. And for your own survival sake, you said, I have to be watchful. I have to be prepared. I cannot let my guard down because when I do, bad things happen. Working through that is very important for your health. And for the health of everyone who is attached to you, everything that's attached to you, being around someone who is particularly anxious about lots of things, it can transfer to the other person. Well, now I'm scared, girl. I'm scared too, right? So let's work together. If that is of interest to you to work through managing, working with anxiety, being able to determine, is this something that I need in this area? Is it not? If not, let's exit out of the cycle as quickly as we can. Go to momfullyyou.com backslash coaching to book your free call for us to get started and for you to be able to see how I can support you. There might be some things that you hear me talk about when you're like, mm, this tracks. And there might be other parts where I'm like, nah, that's not really what I feel. Everyone's journey is different. If you feel the tug that now is the time for you to get support in breaking whatever pattern or cycle that you're stuck in so you're not passing it down to your children, I think it's worth checking out. So go to momfullyyou.com backslash coaching for us to chat. And as always, thank you so much for stopping by today to chat with me. I can't wait for us to do it again. But until then, take care. <laughs>